Hi guys, it's Simple SimpleJSST here with another podcast for you guys. I know I've been lapsed on doing my podcast on time and with more frequency. I'm so sorry about that. I've been trying to navigate this new norm and I'm also embarking on new projects, which I'm going to share with you guys as soon as they're a little bit more concrete and I have the red light or is it the green light? It's more the green light. Red light is more for stop. My bad guys. The green light to proceed i will definitely share with you guys what those projects are but for now accept my apologies for not giving you the podcast much often like i should be and hopefully you guys will bear with me and indulge me and continue on the path and journey with me as we learn together and grow together on this wonderful journey that we're embarking on together. Today, I want to talk about caregivers. What do you mean by caregivers? People who dedicate their time to the needs and taking care of others, whether it's you're a babysitter or you're on the other end of the spectrum where you're taking care of the elderly. So you could be a CNA, Certified Nurses Assistant, or a PC, a Personal Care Assistant, or a Home Health Aide, or a nurse, whether it's a registered nurse or a licensed practical nurse, whichever one of these you are, you've chosen a path to take care of others, and that's commendable. Now, that you've decided to do this, what's next? Okay. Now, we all understand that, especially when you're dealing with the elderly, it can be tough because they're so used to their own routine and to deviate from that routine any slight way will throw them off a bit. So if you are a caregiver, it's very important that you understand that you have to work within the boundaries of their schedule in order to get things done so if you're taking care of an elderly person who's used to getting up at 8 p.m at night for some reason it's just embedded that they have to be up at 8 p.m to do maybe just small things you have to now figure out how to work around that because 8 p.m. is technically sleep time for most people in that age group that's when they're getting ready to retire to bed and you know put their head down maybe watch a little news and then maybe doze off to sleep but for some reason that person is used to getting up at 8 to maybe do some paperwork or nothing but they're retired and they don't realize that there's no paperwork to be done there's no filing need to be done. They don't need to be at a job, but their body is conditioned to do that. So what now do you need to do? When they're getting up at eight, accommodate them. Find something that will occupy their time during that time that keeps them busy and thus helps them feel as if they're still being active even though it's not active as how they would be if they were in a work environment 
maybe engage them in conversation. Maybe sit with them and do a puzzle. You have to find ways to work around certain situations. Now, we also know the elderly, sometimes they develop certain illnesses that are really hard to contend with on a regular basis. You might have somebody who has Parkinson's. We all know with Parkinson's, there's the shaking, on control of a shaking, as well as when they walk, they shuffle their feet. And you have to be very careful with these individuals and be mindful that whatever is happening is not something they're doing deliberately. This is just a part of their illness. So you need to also be compassionate and empathetic. What am I saying? If you be, decide to become a caregiver, you have to have to have some sort of empathy towards others before you get involved in caregiving. That's the number one thing with caregiving. You have to take yourself and your feelings out of things and understand that you're not going to get the rewards in terms of payment, in terms of monetary gain, but the reward comes with knowing that you're brightening someone's day who is maybe suffering from an illness, who by doing the little things, by being understanding, compassionate, caring, sympathetic, you're making their day go by just a little bit smoother. You're making it just a little bit easier for them to engage others maybe. Maybe just to do the basic daily activities that they normally would do, but it takes them a while. But you're now there being that extra helping, guiding force and hand to having them complete these tasks. So what's the number one rule of being a caregiver? You have to forget about self and be very compassionate and patient and understanding and empathetic towards the person you're taking care of. Now, when you're dealing with somebody who probably has dementia or Alzheimer's, you might encounter someone who has hallucinations. You might encounter someone who has a little insomnia. You might encounter someone who has sundowning. What happens at sundowning? As soon as the sun goes down in the afternoon, their personalities change. They have a personality change. Maybe they've been a, they're a calm person, and then once the sun goes down, that switch is flipped, and now they're a little aggressive. They get a little bit more forceful. This is where you're going to have to understand that it's not them, it's the illness that is causing them to behave and act in such a manner. Now, it's very frustrating. It would be frustrating for anyone. Imagine how they feel. They can't control their actions anymore. Their actions are being controlled by their illness that they're encountering with on a daily basis. So it's very important, again, that if you are going to be a caregiver, you need to have the fortitude the strength 
and the capacity to handle someone who might have mood swings and mood changes and personality traits depending on the illness they're suffering at that time. Being a caregiver is like being Superman or Batman. You are literally fighting different battles on different fronts and you always have to have your cape on at all times because your cape is basically your shield. You're caping not for yourself, but you're caping for this person. You're basically fighting for them to be able to still maintain some independence but also be able to manage their daily lives while they're battling whatever illness is holding them or really basically keeping them stuck in one zone or one area that they really don't want to be in. Because Imagine yourself being in a box. You're closed in. You want to fight your way out, but you can't. There's no escape. That's what it feels like for an elderly person who has dementia, Alzheimer's, rheumatoid arthritis, osteoporosis, any kind of illness that keeps them boxed in. They really want to fight their way out of all of this pain and suffering and just debilitating illness that's driving them absolutely crazy and they can't. Now here you come. You can't break the box, but you can slowly guide them towards maneuvering life within that box. You can slowly help them find a road map to maybe get a little hole in the box somewhere where they can get a little air in. They can feel like they're not fully trapped without air, without hope. You're that ray of sunshine. You're that ray of hope. That's why when you're a caregiver, it's very important that you know ahead of time that if you cannot handle being in a situation where you have to deal with somebody who you will definitely over a period of time their whole personality their whole mood maybe their whole physical appearance how they act how they eat how they behave how they move how they interact will change and you know for a fact you cannot handle seeing that change being a caregiver is not for you it isn't and when you're a caregiver, sometimes you have to basically fight for the right for your patient, your client, because sometimes they have lost that will to fight for themselves. It might come to a point where you might find that your client or your patient doesn't want to eat, doesn't want to drink, doesn't want to do just the basic proper hygiene anymore. That's where you as a caregiver has to step in and do your part to make sure they still are able to maintain these basic things. They're still doing proper hygiene. Even if they have lost the ability or 
the fight to do it. You're doing it for them. You're helping them do it. So they still maintain some amount of dignity, some just some feel as if they're still them. If they're not eating, it's very important that you help them find some other alternative. If they're not eating, then maybe you need to blend stuff together. Blend, make a smoothie with all the important things inside so they can get something within their body. If they're not eating, find other alternatives. There's Boost. There's Ensure. There's Pedialyte. There are other drinks that you can get that gives them the necessary nutrients that they need. So they might not be physically eating food prepared, but you have to find other ways in order to, for them to get some substance or sustenance in their life. You can't just give up and throw up your hands and say, oh, they're not eating, and hey, if they don't want to eat, they don't want to eat. You can't do that because you have to understand that depending on what they're dealing with, some of them are just looking for someone to help them deal, to help them fight through their battles on a daily basis. Some of them have given up hope and they just want somebody to help them and be their hope, be their fighter help them to maneuver whatever it is they're going through they're just looking for that glimmer and that ray of sunshine to come in and brighten their day and as a caregiver that's what your purpose is is to be a ray of sunshine to brighten their day and give them a sunny disposition and help them see that there is more to life than just thinking it's the end of the line just because they're suffering from an illness or two. So, being a caregiver means that sometimes you might witness the deterioration of your client to the point where it gets to the point where it's too much to handle. Now, this is where, as a caregiver, you need to understand that you cannot take on more than you can handle. And if you feel like it is too much for you on a particular case, you need to take time for yourself. Not that you're giving up on the case, but you need a day or maybe a two to yourself where you can de-stress. And sometimes you need time away to deal with your own emotions that you might be battling about watching what's happening to the person you're taking care of. If you're full-time, all the time, going 24 hours around the clock, dealing with the person, and you're not dealing with your own emotions and your own feelings, you could basically burn out and stress out and flame out. And as a caregiver, if you're not taking care of your own mental health and dealing with your own mental space and making sure your mental is 100% before you take on somebody else's challenges and somebody else's suffering and somebody else's pain, you are no good to anyone. So as a caregiver, it's very important that you take some time for yourself to, if you need time to heal, you take the time to heal. If you need time to work on your mental, you take the time to work on your mental. 
if taking the time means you need to go on a vacation for a week, do that. If taking the time means you just need to be by yourself for a little bit so you can clear your mind and maybe read a book, maybe just rest your mind and body, maybe you need to just get a couple days at a masseuse, maybe you need to find some time where you go jogging or you go walking in the park whatever it is that you need to do in order to get your mind body and soul all in one get the holy trinity all together everything lined up so everything is at one and you're fully able to handle everything before moving forward it's very important that as a caregiver you take time for yourself because if you're not a hundred percent you cannot help somebody else get to a place of or get close to a hundred percent that's not ever going to happen so it's important that as a caregiver when it's time and you need time to break you need to take that break for yourself breathe reset and then proceed extremely important as a caregiver it's also important that you understand something if you're taking care of someone and anything happens if you're working for an agency or you're working for a private case you're working for a family if anything happens with that patient, always, always, always report. That's the first thing you're taught in school is that whatever happens, you need to report it. It needs to be documented because you never know if you sweep something under the rug and then that person ends up suffering from something more serious because of what happens and it was never reported, then more serious implications could happen moving forward so anything happens a scratch a slip they miss their medication they hallucinate they maybe aren't able to remember things quickly they're not taking care of their activities of daily living whatever it is it needs to be documented it needs to be written down it needs to be reported you might find it small but to the your supervisor or to the family who you're working for privately they might think it's something that's important to them so whatever it is always document and report very very important if you're working as a caregiver and you're working with another person on a particular case at the end of your shift you're supposed to be informing the new person coming in of their if there's any changes medication changes changes in the person's mental state or physical state if there's a change in their weight, body temp, 
whatever it is, you're supposed to be giving a report at the end of each shift to the new person coming in. So if there are any changes that are been made or changes that have happened since they've been on the case, they also need to know right away when you're done. So reporting, if you're working with someone, you need to report to each other, hand off reports, very, very, very important. Next thing, as a caregiver, you need to also know your boundaries. As a caregiver, you should never, ever, 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 ever try to financially harass your patient or client. What do I mean by that? You should not be borrowing money from your client. You should not be taking money from your client. You should not insist that you be paid more than you should be paid. There should be no financial harassment of your client. Your job is to take care of the client and make sure the client is safe, healthy, and is being taken care of in the best possible way. Whatever issues you have, if you're working for an agency in terms of payment, you need to take that up with the agency that hired you to work for this client. If you're working privately for this client, you need to take up whatever financial issues you have with the client's family who this point is your employer so that's the person who pays you never ever 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 have any kind of financial conversations with your client that that should never happen you should not be taking financial paperwork or money from your client and you should not be in any financial dealings with your client that should never happen those two never happen if you find that you're overwhelmed on a case as a case, as a caregiver or you're having a bad day or you have your own personal issues or personal animus before getting to your job, do not take out whatever frustrations you have on your client or your patient. If you feel as though it's going to be too much for you, Ask to be assigned to another patient who is a little bit low risk or doesn't pose too much uh, issue for you in terms of what you can or cannot handle. Do not go into a client's home, get frustrated and feel as though you need to get to the point where you take out your frustrations whether verbally or physically on a client or a patient. That's a no-no. That should never happen. You can get in serious trouble for doing that. You can get arrested. And you can be charged. That's a crime. Do not ever, ever do that. So if you feel overwhelmed or if you have your own personal issues going on and you feel like it's going to conflict with your job... Let your supervisor know so he or she can assign you to a task that is low risk 
or maybe take you off task until you have cleared up whatever issues you have going on. Never, ever take your personal issues into the workplace and deal with somebody who's either elderly, who's already vulnerable because they're in a vulnerable state as it is, or a child who's also very vulnerable. You got to remember, on the lowest spectrum, which is a baby, and the highest spectrum, which is the elderly, they're both in the same position. They're very vulnerable individuals, and they're depending on you to help them navigate life as they know it right now. Do not, under any circumstances, abuse this power that's been bestowed on you or this responsibility that's been bestowed on you. Do not do that. So, when I said earlier that being a caregiver is very important and you have to understand that you need empathy, compassion, and patience, if you have none of the above, do not sign up to do this job. Do not sign up to be a caregiver because you hear, oh my gosh, there's money in it. If you're doing it for the money, you're doing it for the wrong reasons. You should be doing it because you genuinely want to help someone who is going through a tough time and might need a helping hand. If you're going it for a windfall or or money or to basically make a killing in terms of financial gain, this is not for you. Step aside, exit door left, move along, find another calling. This is not it. So, moving forward. Being a caregiver takes patience, takes care, takes time, takes understanding, takes compassion, takes empathy. All of that rolled up with a nice bow of love and a touch of humanity. Very, very important people. So, I want to celebrate all those people who've decided to be caregivers around the world. If that was your calling and nobody lets you know, I want to let you guys know that I really, really think you guys are amazing. You are the backbone of so many people's lives and you don't even know it. You've touched so many lives and there's not a financial gain sometimes in it, but you go in it knowing that you're really needed, that's for sure. And that you're going it knowing that you're doing your part, be it small or large, in effecting change in someone's life and basically helping someone, being that person's guiding light, being the person's ray of sunshine, being that person's rainbow on a cloudy day, on a rainy day, when they really need it the most, you help them smile you help them get out of their shell and you basically help them think outside of that box they've been locked into. You basically help them see that there is more to that box of illness and suffering and there's more to them on a whole. So I want to send you guys your flowers and let you know that 
I'm very, very proud of you guys. Keep up the good work. And just keep being you. Being the helpers you are. Being the amazing force you are. And if you guys decide to also be caregivers out there in the world, it's very rewarding in what you gain in terms of knowledge and exposure and just overall feeling of being a better person for what you're doing and i would encourage encourage a lot of people to get involved it really really is a good field okay guys i hope this helped a few people tonight and i hope everyone is doing so much better and just adjusting to the new norm and basically understanding that you can do your part to just make the world a little bit better. Just a little thing you do might affect change in maybe your family's life, maybe in the community, maybe in the world on a large scale. So do what you can in order to affect change and be better for those around you. Don't forget to be you and live by your own rules. Bye, guys. Thank you.